Super Talk Mississippi media production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good Monday afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the new week of the Eagle Hour. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Corps studio in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Bob Kelly and Luke with you today. Heath Hinton about to join us uh, in just a couple of moments. Opening segment of the Eagle Hour is sponsored every day by our good buddies at Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Great food seven days a week. Cater any event for you, large or small. Friendly staff, fresh, delicious food, best barbecue in the Pine Belt. Uh, you'll find it at Dickie's Barbecue, and we really appreciate all that they do for Southern Miss Athletics and the Eagle Hour. And I think this weekend, Bob, one weekend only, they're going to be featuring barbecued ram. <laughs> in your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But it's just illegal to eat tiger. That's, uh, that's exactly okay, right. Hey, but what a great place to go and uh, get lined up now for your your big party next Sunday. Uh, they can cater it for you. Yeah. They did a little bit of that for you for the holidays, and it was good, wasn't it? It was. It sure was. And, man, talk about taking the pressure off. Yeah. You know, just being able to enjoy family, if you enjoy your family. Yeah. <laughs> I know there are some yeah. people yeah. out there that don't necessarily. Right. right. I got you. Well, Dickie's Barbecue. Uh, if you want to cater a Super Bowl party, they'd be the folks to call right here in Hattiesburg. They'll fix you up. Heath Hinton owns and operates Big Gold Nation website. He joins us uh, every Monday. May hold him around for a little while today. Lots to talk about, Heath. And I want to start with uh, Lady Eagle basketball. We love Joy Lee McNellis. She got her some bigs this year, and she's taking advantage of it. The Lady Eagles won again this weekend. And, boy, they've got a big week here now. Yeah, I mean, they're really playing well. They've won six out of their last eight. Three in a row took care of uh, Rice on the road, uh, beat them by, you know, 23. Come back home, FIU, plays a tough game, wins in the last second shot by uh, Dominique Davis, and then just really uh, took care of FIU this weekend, beating them 79-60 up, I think, somewhere in the neighborhood of, what was it, 23-4 to after the first quarter. So really jumped out and stayed on them, didn't let them really get into the contest. And Lady Eagles are playing just uh, extremely good basketball right now. And, and you look at it, they're getting contributions from their bigs. Uh, you look at Malia Grayson, Dominic Davis uh, coming at the guard position. I mean, they're just getting it from all areas of the floor. Coach has told us this is the first time really she's had big perimeter players on her team, and she has really taken full advantage of it. She has. And, look, it's it's a disadvantage in Conference USA because they're not going to play teams that they're going to be able to overmatch inside. And as long as those Lady Eagles down low, as long as Kelsey and, and Malia stay out of foul trouble, they're going to be able to have that advantage for the rest of the year in Conference USA. And they're going to be able to slow things down and back the ball down the paint and – Use their gifts and, and look. When it comes tournament time, when it comes, you know, when it comes to times when you got to, you know, really run the clock down, you need to be able to do that. 
and Southern Miss can do that. And Heath, coming up, if if the schedule presents itself the way it is presenting itself, and the Lady Eagles, you know, could have maybe the biggest game that they have played at the greenhouse in probably ten years coming up this Thursday night, potentially. Yeah, and look, they got UTSA tonight at six. Don't want to overlook that, but if they can get past that, that UAB game would be for first place in the West, and uh, that's going to be an exciting, exciting uh, home, a exciting home game for the Lady Eagles. They haven't had in a long time. Right, Luke. Uh, Lady Eagles flying high, and boy, do we love it on this show. And let, let's mention this, too. I mean, this was kind of surprising this weekend. The Lady Blazers from UAB got smoked by Middle Tennessee. 75-55, they lost on the road up in Murfreesboro. They play North Texas tonight. So it'll be interesting to see how both of those teams play. Southern Miss right now in second place uh, in in the West. They're 6-4, and four, UAB 5-3. and three. So you, you may have after tonight, if Lady Eagles were to win and uh, UAB were to lose, you would be straight up tied going into Thursday. So you can't peak ahead of time Thursday. Uh, you you got to take care of business tonight. But, you know, uh, Malaya Grayson with 32 points, 10 rebounds. And I, I want to – I was in Puckett, Mississippi this weekend doing a Disciple Now weekend. And, of course, uh, Rose Warren uh, is kind of a hometown hero there now. He She put in – she puts in a lot of quality minutes. Didn't start but played 22 minutes. Uh, four assists, and again, one of those guard players. It, it's we, we asked Coach McNellis last week. You you got a point guard with Almond. You got bigs, but you've got two or three uh, you know guard players with Gray and Davis and Rose Warren coming off the bench, and it just seems as if it's a complete team for the first time in quite a while. You're right, and, and they're playing Rose at that four position uh, because look, Macy Weaver went out; she's injured. She'll be out for the year. But they're playing her there, which she's a pretty good outside shooter. So they're allowing her to step back and get some open shots. They're going to start falling for her. But it just, and then watching her play defense, she does a good job of getting in the passing lanes and and, and really does a good job on defense of really uh, using what she has to, to cause havoc on the defensive side of the ball. Because she is so sharp with you know getting in the passing lane, a pretty good defender. And uh, so, yeah, she's doing things, maybe not in the scoring column, but in other areas because she has, she can get out three-point line It's opening things up on the inside from Aaliyah and, and Kelsey. So, yeah, she's a big contributor right now. And, uh, you know, Lauren Gross is going to be coming back uh, hopefully tonight, so they get her back. She's a leader on the floor. That's even going to be even more help for the Eagles. And, Bob, a, pro- a programming note this coming Friday – Right here on our Eagle Hour, Dominique Davis is going to be joining us. Dom will be on the show. Looking this, forward to that. Yeah, this coming Friday. All right, Heath, uh, that's all great news. Uh, not so good uh, as the men's team lose big again this weekend. And uh, this story is uh, it's, it's getting painful uh, to report every week. But boy, they're just in, they're in a rut, and uh, they do not seem to know a way out. The men. Yeah, I guess I just don't. It's the same story every week. Uh, if you look at the FIU game, you're in the game with seven minutes left, and then you know you only score four points in the last seven minutes and get beat by ten. Uh, it's the same thing. The, the that FIU game, the FAU game, the next game, they just uh, the other team just I say out hustled them, but that's what it looked like at times. Getting offensive rebounds of. 
just dominated Southern Miss on the boards at that end. It, it's just uh, it, FAU just looked more fluid on offense than Southern Miss did, and yeah, they're getting three point shots where Southern Miss is working the clock down to get two point shots, and you trade three for twos, and you're going to get beat a lot. And then when you go on those patented scoring droughts that Southern Miss goes on every game, when you can't score for three and four minutes at a time. It's hard to win games yep. that way. You're in the social media business, so I don't need to tell you about uh, what's going on with social media. But, I mean, it's time to ask an honest question, and I'm going to ask this of you. How hot is the seat right now for the head basketball coach, Shay Ladner? I think you'd have to think it's pretty hot, um, especially with going into a new conference next year. Uh, you know, if that happens, which a lot of people believe it will, if you go into a new conference, you want to enter the conference with the basketball in the situation it's in. Uh, the portal has changed things. How many players are not going to want to be here if they don't feel like they're going to have success? Those are things that have to be asked now. Um, it's not fair, maybe, but because the portal's there, you have to consider that. How many of the guys on the team are going to want to transfer out? Uh, you know, they talked Stevenson into staying last year. Does he want to stay another year? I mean, it's it's not – if they don't have success here coming up, it's going to be hard to – you're going to have to recruit those kids. And what are you going to recruit them to? A minute What's left. going to be the message to keep them? Yeah, a minute left on this segment. We're going to hold you over, Heath. Uh, less than a minute left. Kelly Sander, you took some heat on social media about your defense of Jay Ladner. If, after this weekend, have you changed your mind in any way? No, I thought through it before that I, I went on the air. And I know I, you know, I took a beating – and that's okay. It's America. At least the America I know, we can we can disagree on things. But I compared Jay's first three years at Southern Miss to his first three years at Southeastern. And a lot of them were, were parallel. The only difference was that there were slow increments of improvement at Southeastern. And then the fourth year, he hits oil. Okay? Next year is his fourth year. Now, obviously, it's not our decision to make. And the argument for the people that want Coach Ladner to be dismissed, I understand that argument. I'm just saying I would not be ready yet. Next year, we, we would have to have that discussion again. But if, if, his, if his career at Southern Miss is like it is at Southeastern, next year will be a big year. Will he get that fourth year? That's the question. Time will tell. Uh, but the basketball team is in some kind of terrible rut. Uh, it's been quite a long time since they won a game. And they go to UAB, which yeah. that's not going to be Back to very that fun. tournament in Montana was the last game they won, short of the Southeastern Baptist thing. We'll be back. We're going to talk about baseball. That'll make you smile. Hang on. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Glad you are. Second segment of the Eagle Hour is sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. Uh, we all know about Miss Kathleen. Fantastic lady. Even bigger inventory. I mean, she just piles it in every day. And 
baseball stuff is just around the corner. You can be sure, Kelly Sander, there's some cool baseball stuff at Campus Bookmark. Yeah, but why did you, why did you glance over at me when you said really big inventory? You know, uh, well, I'm, I'm not going to say, Kelly. I, okay. I, I want to be polite here today. Uh, Campus Bookmark, CampusBookmark.net. We thank them for their support of the Eagle Hour. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Core Studio in Hattiesburg and Laurel this afternoon. We've got Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation. Before we switch off to baseball, I'm going to let Luke get in here and have his say about uh, about Jay Ladner. How hot is the seat, uh, Luke Johnson? Do you th- do you think uh, Coach Ladner will be back next year? So I was telling y'all during the break, the game on uh, Saturday against FAU. There, there came a point we were on offense. We just made a really bad pass, threw it out of bounds, and. You just kind of saw Coach's body language, um, just kind of looked, just kind of exasperated, put his head down, and just felt like at that moment he was a little just kind of overcome, not just at that play, but just kind of, you know, what's going on? They just can't break out of a funk. Here's the facts. 13 of your 16 losses are double-digit losses. Seven of those 13 are more than 20 points. So it, it, there have been times this year that they have they have – Played valiantly and and, but it's not it's not getting done. And so sooner or later, you you've got to change something. Whether that's at the top or whether that's in the middle or whether that's but you can't continue to do what's uh, what's going out there because it's just not working. And so um, yeah, I, I think I think first and foremost, Jay Ladner is feeling that based off some of the body language, um, you know, on the sideline Saturday. And at this point in the season, what can you do but just Go at it again. Work hard in practice and, and try to try to, to work it out on the court. It's just it's tough to watch. Heath, it just seemed like things were going so well. I, I think back to the uh, tournament out of Montana, and they won the first two games, and I'm, I'm tuned in that night, you know, and the, they're playing Montana, and they're playing very well. And then you had the injury. You know, we've heard a lot about the injury to uh, Hardy, but uh, – they have not won a single game since then, except for that exhibition game against the little private college over in uh, in Laurel, which you you just can't count. Not a single game. Am I right about that? Well, they beat UTS. That's right. One game. On the They've road. won one game. Yes, their, I correct. That was their one conference game. But yeah, they haven't played well, and they lost their leader. And you know, you ask Coach Ladner and Pressers about you know. The leadership on the team, he says Hardy was one, but they just don't have any vocal leadership after that. Uh, you know, to be a leader, you kind of have to have that alpha personality. And uh, you can be a good player, a great player, not have an alpha personality. But when you don't have that leadership and then you got guys on the team that are struggling, and, and look, it's just not getting any better. And I've talked to Coach Ladner and Pressers. Um, last week I asked him, so said, well, you know, Things are going wrong. What can you do different? He said, you know, we're just going to keep doing what we do. Don't really have an idea. All, all he knows is to fix it is to keep going and keep working it. But at practice at this point, you're getting ready for teams you're going to play. You're not working on, uh, as I said before, you're not working on fundamentals at this point of the season. That's early in the season. This team, you know, they are what they are right now. All right. All and right. there's no way to change that. All right. Uh, I- Scott Berry is not on a hot seat. In fact, he could get elected mayor of Hattiesburg if uh, if he wanted to. Uh, the community in South Mississippi loves Scott Berry for good reason. They love their Golden Eagle baseball program. Uh, it's hard to describe, really, if you, if you don't know uh, how much passion there is for Southern Miss baseball. And we're, we're getting really close. We're getting really close, uh, Heath, to uh, opening day. I know they're scrimmaging every weekend. 
Uh, and I know you talked to Coach here the last few days. What what did you hear from the baseball program? Well, you know, I talked to Coach Barry. He's always good to, you know, uh, chat with me about uh, the baseball team and uh, got to speak to him. And we are talking about this past weekend. And, you know, some of the things he mentioned to me was, uh, you know, Saturday the element seemed to get to him a little bit, which it was bad weather. So that kind of makes sense. Uh, the Gave up runs later in the contest. Uh, it felt Sunday was a much better scrimmage. Uh, they're still making errors, which caused a few runs. Uh, you know, he said, look, I'm okay with the make errors now, but I'm not going to be okay on the 18th. So go ahead. He told the team, go ahead and get those errors out of your system. Because when the 18th starts, we're not going to be doing that. Um, but he thinks everything will get fixed. He still hasn't named a starting rotation yet. That's still a work in progress. Uh, he feels like the infield has pretty much solidified itself. You look at what's coming back. I mean, you go from left to right. Uh, you got Lynch. Uh, you've got uh, Dustin Dickerson at second. McGillis at uh, – I mean, Dustin Dickerson shortstop, McGillis at second, and Sarge at first and behind the plate. You've got uh, Johnson and uh, Montenegro, uh, Poach, as he is like to be called. So he feels like he's pretty much got his infield set. Center fielder's going to be Gabe. He's looking for corner outfielders. Hasn't found those guys to step up and take those spots. Um, he said, look, sometimes you can, if a guy's hitting himself in the starting, you can start him and hope that the defense comes around. But right now, nobody's done that either. So he's just looking for those corner outfielder positions to uh, take shape. And I think he hopes that he's going to see that within the next 10 days or so. What, what do we know, if anything, about this North Alabama team coming in? Is this a is this a good weekend to continue scrimmaging, for lack of a better term, or will they come in here and be a challenging opening opponent? I think they're going to be a challenging opening opponent. I don't think uh, North Alabama is usually a pretty solid team. Uh, you know, it's Southern Miss is actually, you know. Or teams have come in early before and gave Southern Miss problems that you wouldn't felt would have given them problems. Uh, Gonzaga came in early one time and gave Southern Miss problems. Ended up being a pretty good team. So I don't think you can look on this as a uh, as a situation where it's going to be a scrimmage or anything like that. I think uh, seven returning starters uh, for the line. So uh, you got to look at it and say, hey, uh, this team could be pretty good going into twenty twenty two. And, and, and we're going to crush them, Santa. We're going to crush them. <laughs> yeah, when, hopefully, when that when that time comes. But also in about that same time period, Bob, the football Eagles will take to the gridiron for spring drills, and it'll be the first time Heath that uh, Coach Brandon Lacey's going to get to see all these these guys that, that have come in on the defensive line. Man, that, that's those are some of the battles I'm looking forward to in spring football when they get ready here in ten days or so. Yeah, spring football tips off at, on the nineteenth. The Saturday after the first baseball game, which makes it a fun weekend to cover Southern Miss. Uh, football is going to be interesting to see offensive and defensive lines, how those shape up. Uh, if you, uh, you would think uh, most linebackers' DB's positions are pretty, you know, you've got a lot coming back there, running back, you're really deep. Wide receiver, you feel like you're pretty good. But really, you want to see that quarterback position, offensive line, defensive line battle it out and see who comes out of there and, you know, with the quarterback situation, that's going to be, to me, besides the offensive line, I think defensively they've got a talent on the defensive line. they just got to figure out who's going to play where. But as far as offensive line goes and the quarterback goes, 
I think that's going to be your big. That's what people's going to be watching the most what? in this fall and this spring practice period. I want to go back to to, to baseball. Um, who are we looking at? You know, other than Wilkes, uh, Peto's in there. Um, who else are we looking at for the corner outfield positions? Ewing. Yeah, you got to have Ewing. Ewing played right field a lot last year. Uh, Fatal, you've mentioned him. I mean, it, I think it's still pretty open right now. Uh, Fisher, I, I, you just don't know. There's so many guys that could fill that spot. We know Montenegro is going to start in center field. But uh, from and that, it's going to be hard to say who's going to be playing in the outfield on the corners yet. In your conversation, did, was there any indication about uh, Waldrop is a guy, probably other than Stewart, the hardest throwing guy on the team. Uh, we we thought he might end up in you know in in more of a closer role, but there's been a little chatter. He he might be you know one of those six or seven guys that gets a look at starter uh, the starters other than the obvious starters uh, with with Etheridge and and uh, Boyd and and some of those guys. Has has Waldrop's name been thrown around as a starter? Yeah, I think Waldrop's been thrown around. I think another guy that uh, graduate transfer from Delta State, Hunter Riggins, they've been really happy about what they've seen from him. So I think Waldrop, uh, Riggins, like Lee Hunt's another guy. Um, so, yeah, I think that could be a starter. I think there's probably, when you're looking at uh, the four starters during the week, if you're doing a midweek game, they probably have, with Etheridge, in there, they probably have an idea of two guys they want to you know, keep in the rotation, don't know where they're going to put them. But they're looking, you know, for two guys, maybe out of six, to fill those starting roles. And uh, right now, you know, it, it's going to be Tanner Hall's another one. It, it's just, uh, it's going to be interesting to see who those, you know, last two to three guys that they're going to rely on starting this season. But the thing is, they've got so much depth at pitching that they've got a lot of options to look at. And they've got a lot of strong arms. But I don't know of a team that's had this many strong arms that Southern Miss has ever have. But, man, they got some cannons out there in that bullpen. Good problem to have. Heath Hinton, Big Gold Nation. Thank you, Heath. Thank you, guys. All right. Larry Fedora is the new head coach of the USFL, New Orleans Breakers. He's going to be right here on the Eagle Hour Wednesday. We're looking forward to that. Got a great lineup of guests all week. We'll talk a little more about that. Talk about some of that trouble Kelly Sander caused over the weekend. <laughs> and it's Super Bowl week. Is oh, it? Oh, no. Go Bengals. Southern Miss to the top. Back on a Monday, Eagle Hour from the Southern Bancor Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. Bob Getty, Luke Johnson, Kelly Sanner. Happy to have you along. Appreciate Heath Hinton joining us as he does every Monday from Big Gold Nation. If you missed uh, our discussions on women's basketball, men's basketball, and baseball, you can always go back on demand and listen at supertalk.fm or check us out on podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Third segment brought to you every day uh, by 4th Street. It's a great week. It's a great day to get a 8.95 lunch that always includes sweet tea or a soft drink, 
and it's there every single day, of course. Super Bowl this weekend, and we'll just be saying it all week long. We can't say go commies because they didn't make the playoffs, but we can say go Bengals. And, Bob, I missed you last week, and that's my new nickname for your football team. It is the Commies, the Washington Commanders. And I guess I, because I wasn't with you on Thursday when you, you guys talked to Bob Matthews, I want to hear the official Getty take of well, the new nickname. Well, I, I, can, I can square it up just like this. My daughter was here this weekend. She's a big has been a big fan, and we both agreed. We're not really fans any longer because what we were we were Washington Redskin fans. And the Washington Redskins were formed in 1932 and dissolved in 2002. And uh, I'm sorry, 2022. In 2022, they created the Washington Commanders. Best of luck to them. I have absolutely no interest in so, what they do. So right now, over the next few months, and if the Bengals win this weekend, I'm pretty sure what your new team's going to be. But you need to decide. I mean, you the whole world is in front of you. It's a whole new world. You can. I can tell you. you can I, I can tell with you. Kelly. No, I you can, can be tell a you that. You can go the the Raiders. You can do whatever. No, you want. I can tell you. Uh, and it only made common sense to to us in my family. Uh, we live ninety miles from New Orleans. New Orleans has always been Mississippi's NFL football team. I'm going to start following the Saints. I'm going to go to start going to some Saints games. And I say this. I say this with total honesty. I I know how Houston Oilers fans must have felt. Houston Oilers don't exist anymore. Do you think Houston Oilers fans became Tennessee Titan fans? I don't think they did. I'm not a Washington Commander fan. But, Bob, if you'll just sign right here, you, you'll be an honorary Bengal fan. We can get you on the uh, Bengal well, Bengal, they do Sunday. Bengal hey, bandwagon. Well, welcome. <laughs> on behalf of all I'm of us. I'm going to become a Houdat. Well, welcome on behalf of all of us. And, and in typical Bob Getty fashion – uh, I will encourage you to buy your own Saints gear, okay, on your own birthday, okay. So that's uh, that's my uh, my commitment. To, no, we'll get you we'll get you some gear. Double X, guys, just in case you want to. Kelly, did you, did you hear that? He's he's act, actually asking us. I'm going to go to some games. Gear. You want to go with me next year, Luke? I'm I'm looking forward to going to some I'll go Saints in games. We'll bring our own screwdrivers, sit up in uh, in section six ten, and beat the top of the Superdome. I'm, I'm all good, about man. I'm good. Oh no, I'm not bored. No, Lauren's buying the tickets. She'll be on the bench. Well, I'm gonna talk to Lauren about getting. <laughs> uh, maybe, Lauren can get us some tickets down oh, yeah. in, the, in the primo section. But while yeah. we're on the subject of the Houdats, we have a bad boy. Yeah, how about that, Luke? How what, about that? What happened to Alvin Kamara after? I guess I saw I the headline. I've been working on a seminar paper all morning. I didn't read the story. Enlighten me. Saturday night, of course, was the night before the joke of a Pro Bowl that was staged uh, yesterday. It looked like a just a glorified... To, to, we'll get to Kamara in a second, but let me get both of your opinions on this. Why in the hell are they still playing? I don't know. They, it's an embarrassment. The players have been saying for 10 years, get rid of it. Why are they doing that, Luke Johnson? You played football in college. Isn't it embarrassing to watch what they now call the Pro Bowl? Yeah, I haven't watched it in so long. I mean, might as well just have a 7-on-7 seven seven and let them wear shorts. And that's all or, it is. or just get rid of it. I it's do like embarrassing. I, I did. I thought it was really funny the the other day. We were watching the skills contest to watch Justin Jefferson try to throw uh, deep balls. That was really funny. I do. I do like that part of the Pro Bowl where you see guys a little loose. I mean, I was watching Russell Wilson, you know, throw uh, at the targets. That was that was pretty incredible. I mean, just the accuracy. Yeah, yeah. I like that part of it. But as far as a game, it's not a game. It's it's. it's I mean, it's seven on seven is all it is. Yeah, and you totally silly. you totally understand. 
why they're acting the way they're acting. If they are in the Pro Bowl game and happen to get seriously hurt, it could jeopardize their next season. So you understand why they're doing it. But back to your point, they should stop it. Just stop. You can name an an all pro team, but just don't have a game. Uh, Did you see what uh, did you see what what Prime said with Coach Prime? Yeah, and he was right. He was right about he was exactly right about what he said. But back to the Camara story, uh, supposedly, and again, in this country, you're innocent until proven guilty. Of course, he played in the Pro Bowl game yesterday. He was arrested after the game for multiple counts of battery. Apparently, he was at an, an establishment is alleged he was at an establishment Saturday night and was confronted by whomever. And some words were had, and he beat the stew out of a guy, allegedly. Yeah. So that's what they're going to have to. Look, don't you have to know better when you when you get to that level and you're a professional football player and you're representing the New Orleans Saints and the and uh, the NFL? You just have to know better than to allow yourself to get into those situations. Am I not right about that? Exactly. I mean, sometimes what you do. Off the field is far more important than what you and do I'm, on and the I'm, field. I'm not and, def- and, and what happens is, I'm not speaking Kamara specifically, but some guys think they're too big for that. And then reality comes in and they look around and they've lost a lot of what they had. And mm-hmm. I hope that doesn't happen with Alvin because, I mean, he's a dude. I mean, recently, I think it was a, it was an ice cream store or snow cone stand or something. He opened up something in New Orleans, and, and he's really beloved by the people in the city. And he, he did have some issues a while back coming out of high school at, at Alabama, but He's been pretty chill, you know, for the most part. So you just hope that this is a, an isolated incident and he'll get over it. Yeah, he came to a couple of Southern Miss basketball games. I was there one time yeah, when he last came. Last year, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, but also, and, and again, we don't know what happened. And again, you're innocent until proven guilty. But a lot of these fans, too, bait these guys. And I'm not saying that they should take the bait. But a lot of these fans too, you know, yeah. try, to, try to push the buttons on these guys. And it's just, it's just not a good situation. But you got to know better. You got to know better. Well, on both both people need to know better. You know, I mean, you're you're suing. You know, he's going to potentially be sued over this, all right? But if the guy was baiting him, and again, I'm not I'm not condoning, but don't don't go suing somebody. Yeah, when you're trying to push his buttons, uh, you know. We uh, back we to me run. now joining your fan base, Luke. Which I'm sincere about that. It's a perfect time for me as well because it's going to be a new era of Saints football. Sean Payton's gone. Drew Brees is gone. It's a complete new era. It's a great time to to join the fold. Am I right, Luke? Well, it's not a great time because you just said that we lost Drew Brees and Sean Payton. So it's a, it is a <laughs> it's an interesting time. It is a it is a new time in that sense. But yeah. I mean, I I don't think anybody is is excited about it, but we will welcome you with open arms. Thank you. I, I, to, to go back to the previous statement, I would I would caution our listeners: don't confront Kelly Sander in public because who knows what might happen. Yeah, he's been known to really uh, really go off, and uh, I'll just have to eat show, all the food off your plate. I'll have to show him my gold medal that I won in the sumo wrestling division back <laughs> yes, in Montreal exactly. in '76. Uh, it's Super Bowl week. Official Super And uh, he seems a little calm, Luke. I don't know. I haven't seen him wearing any Bengals stuff. Thank God he hadn't worn a Tiger Stripe outfit yet. Uh, how, how are you feeling, Santa? I mean, are you, are you edgy? Are you nervous? No. Or are you just numb? No, we're playing with house money now. That's the way I feel about it. I mean, even mm-hmm. if the Bengals were to lose to the Rams. Look, this is a Super Bowl. You, you, you like Stafford. Matthew Stafford has played for the dog pile of a team that the Lions have been for all these years. Right. He's turning, what, 34 this week, I think. 
So he's going to get a chance to play in the Super Bowl. Good dude. Has always done his job. Never complains. Never got any bar fights. No. And, and then you got the, the Cinderella story of the Bengals. I just think it's going to be a very enjoyable Super Bowl. If the Rams win, I got no problems with that. I just want both teams to play the best they can play. and then. But if the Bengals happen to lose, yeah. um, we never expected to get this far. No, never. So, no, I mean, I'm, I'm no. just thrilled. I'm going to The Bengals take... are just happy that Joe Montana's not playing in the game. Yeah. Right, Kelly? We don't say the JM word, Luke. We, we've we're, take... we're concerned about the effects on all of us now that hell has officially frozen over, Kelly. Well, I'm, I'm actually getting my will in order to make sure it's a, because if the Bengals do win, <laughs> I've always said, Lord, just, just give me enough time to see the Bengals win one Super Bowl. Uh-oh. I know. <laughs> Careful so, what you wish for. And at son. my age, you know. Um, <clears throat> it's going to be exciting. Who you like in the game, Luke? Early, early, not a prediction, but just an early analysis, Luke Johnson. The most important coach and position in this game is the Cincinnati Bengal offensive line. You, you stop Aaron Donald, you do something to contain him, you're telling me there's a chance. There's an absolute really good chance. But that is where the game it, it's always won or lost there, but in this game, it is double one yeah, or double beast. lost there. He's a beast. Yeah, but the way you do that is you implement more of a running game. And so I think Joe Mixon is going to be the guy that that could make or break the Bengals because obviously the pass pursuit stops. The rush pursuit stops once you hand off the ball. So if Mixon can be successful and as much as badly maligned as the Bengal offensive line was against going into the Kansas City game, Burrow was sacked one time against Kansas City. Nine times against the Titans, but only once against Kansas City. So they have the ability to to do what they need to do. Will mm-hmm. they do it? And that and that is quite a prolific defensive line. The Bengals you, have a boomer sooner running attack, don't they? You Two remember, boomer sooners. That's right. Uh, when was it? A couple years ago, we were ripping Zach Taylor because, like, don't mess with our guys and yes. all this sensitivity they junk. bullied our defensive He's toughened backs. up. You remember that? He's toughened up, Kelly. And I was a guy that, that kind of what the Ladner people are talking about. You know, if you if Jay Ladner's let go, did you pull the plug too soon? I don't know, but I'm just saying, if the Bengals would have done that, good possibility Zach Taylor wouldn't be there, and the Bengals would not be in the first official Super Bowl we've had since 1988. Sanders going to take a blood pressure check. We'll be right back on the other side of the break. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment on this Monday, as always, brought to you by D-Bat and D-1 Training. Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Later on uh, this month, high school baseball, high school softball starting up. Great place to get all the equipment you need and some of the best training in the world, D-1 and DBAT, DBATHattiesburg.com, proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. Tennis gets uh, started, gets their first win of the season, their 11th straight home opener um, for men's tennis. They defeated Jacksonville State uh, by a 4-1 to match margin over uh, the weekend. They will get ready this weekend to take on UT Chattanooga. So tennis, uh, men's tennis gets started. 
Also, softball will get started uh, this coming Friday, the Black and Gold Invitational. They will take on North Alabama at 4.30 p.m., St. Louis at 7 p.m. on Friday, and then uh, they will take on Samford and North Alabama on Saturday. So Coach Levin and the Lady Eagles set to uh, start softball um, this weekend. Track had a, a really good uh, weekend over at uh, – and, and we talked about this Friday because who is it? They were at South Alabama. So can you imagine how crazy all that stuff was? Uh, I think the reason, one of the reasons they actually had this, this invitational in Birmingham is because the, the senior bowl, um, was last week, but track and field had wins from DJ Butler, Lina May and Corvell Todd, and Fred Mudani broke his own school record in the shot put as, uh, the Golden Eagles uh, did really well at the University of South Alabama Invitational. So track and field continuing on as they are. And tonight women's basketball takes on UTSA at 6 p.m. It's a trap game. Let's just be honest. It's a trap game for the Lady Eagles. UTSA last in the West, two and eight in the conference, five and 16 overall. Lady Eagles six and four, 14 and seven. Again, we mentioned UAB takes on North Texas tonight. Lady Blazers one game ahead of the Lady Eagles in the West. If those two teams, uh, tonight, if Lady Eagles win, man, it's going to be a a tremendous important game Thursday night in the greenhouse. Kelly, some uh, some breaking news uh, from the NFL as we were in break. Lovey Smith is going to be hired. It's being reported by uh, ESPN that Lovey Smith is going to be named the new head football coach of the Houston Texans. He's most noted for his nine years with the Chicago Bears, taking the Bears to the Super Bowl uh, one time. But of note, uh, of course, Lovey Smith, African American, and the, with the coach of Miami. Now, the San Francisco 49ers offensive uh, coordinator, um, McDaniel, being hired by the Dolphins, he, he identifies as multiracial. So the first, like most of the first coaches were, were all white. And we talked about, you know, last week that the NFL has a real image problem on its hand when it talked about and is running all these ads about being inclusive and reaching out to different segments of the population. But yet every single coach you named, we you know, h- hired was Caucasian, and a lot of African-American coaches, uh, to fulfill the Rooney rule, were interviewed, but none of them were hired. Well, the last two hires now have been, but I think, and and when the coaches made comments last week after the Flores lawsuit was announced, you know, uh, Marvin Lewis and Hugh Jackson, you know, chimed in. I, I just and I just think of all the coaches in the NFL when when the league is primarily African American, the players are primarily African American. Look, they're all rich, all right. So that's it's not has nothing to do with salaries. But you can't tell me that that there aren't more qualified African American coaches that that should be hired as head coaches. Are we ever going to get past this though? Are we ever just going to be able to hire people and not worry about what race they are, but that they're the most qualified? But that's the way it should be. And that's the way. And I I think anybody of any color would say that's the way it should be. Right. So why isn't it? I don't know. You know, and that's what I'm saying. You can't tell me that there that there aren't qualified African-American coaches that should get a shot. They should be hired. Going back real quick to the Pro Bowl. I just see this Shannon Sharp, all, you know, uh, Hall of Fame tight end. This is his quote yesterday about the Pro Bowl. This isn't football. I love the NFL. But damn, this is embarrassing. I but, think that sums it up. But the players have said, you know, they and I and that might be kind of their way of raising their eyebrows at just the whole idea of playing this game. Just drop it. Yeah. Just stop yeah. it. Yeah, we'll play it. But One we'll, less game. So, you don't have to have that game to sell tickets to. My word. That's right. You don't. 
you don't. And they're going to float around now. They're in Las Vegas this weekend. All right. Um, Bienemy, Eric Bienemy, OC for the Chiefs. Apparently spent eight hours yesterday with the Saints with uh, with interviews. So uh, that that's a name that would get me really excited. Man, if he could uh, if he could convince Dennis Allen to, to hang on, and as as the defensive coordinator, Saints fans would love that. But Bob, what a day today for you to announce your uh, loyalty to the New Orleans Saints, your newfound loyalty, because it was on this day twelve Who'd years that? ago. With 3.22 to go in the fourth quarter that Peyton Manning dropped back and Tracy Porter intercepted it and took it 74 yards Who to the house and the Saints won Super Bowl 44. So welcome Thank you. to Who Dat Nation, brother. Join us, Kelly. Let's hear it. Who Dat? Who Dat? Let me He's just say this Houdet. about that. The Bengals, <laughs> soon to be world champions. Who Dat, Kelly? Play at New Orleans next season. Who Dat? But y'all totally ripped it off, you with all that Who Day junk. It's yeah, always no who question, that. but there's a little copyright problem we're going to address about that when the season's over. Now yeah. that I'm a saint. Hey, any further comment will have to come from the I president. I think the three of us need to go to that game next year. And you need to sit right between me and Luke. That's what I think. I'm getting a text from Lauren Johnson. She will not purchase tickets, so oh, Kelly's got to figure on, it out. Lauren, come on. Well, at my size, I need two. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do it. The three of us are going next year. You're going to sit right in the middle of the center. Well, I mean... Uh, just, as long as you're not in a bad mood when you take a thumping. In a veto, I'll have a seat in between me and him. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Southern Miss. To the to top. To the top. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle. Let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle to the tree. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.